Hi, I'm Matt Wilstein from The Daily Beast. On this week's episode of The Last Laugh, Full Frontal host Samantha Bee talks about her recent Not the White House Correspondence Dinner special and reveals that she was never even considered as a successor for Jon Stewart on The Daily Show. Subscribe to The Last Laugh on Apple Podcasts, the Himalaya app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Pen Pals, I'm Daniel Van Kirk. And I'm Murray Scovel. And we want to let you know about our show, Pen Pals. It is now available to you on iTunes, uh, Starburns Industries. Yep. We've been doing the show. We've got episodes out now. Don't get don't get behind on these letters. Catch up with us. Listen to the full episodes. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, it's all of you guys. Send us your letters about anything that you want to talk about, whether that's advice or what you should do or just how your day recently went or a question you have about life. You just send us those letters. We then read them and talk back to you. We always like to say it's your podcast. We just talk about it. We just talk about it. So you can check out the Pen Pals on iTunes or anywhere that you get your podcast. Hey, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit. We have all our equipment back. Hooray! Uh, For those (laughs) listening... I don't know why I say that. Like, of course, for those listening, I'm not sitting in a closet by myself. Uh, for, if, just so you guys know, uh, all our shit got uh, stole from uh, Amanda's car yeah. uh, when it was in a locked parking garage. And uh, so that makes us a rock band. It makes us a punk rock band because that's happened to every punk rock band I've ever heard of. Hey, guys, he's um, doing a Kickstarter. Someone broke into our van and stole our shit. So we're not going to be able to make the gig in Tacoma. That's always like something that happens. Uh, but but we're all set. Thank God for insurance. Uh, shoot. Yeah. Thank God for insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy balls. Uh, you know, I called up the police and everything too. And like they didn't get back to me until like days later. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> on my one hand, you're like, come on, fucking cost. But then you're also like, it is Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. There's constant crime. <laughs> Does it help that I'm in, like, the Hollywood jurisdiction? Oh, Jesus. They're so swamped. <laughs> I think there's way more to do than, like, yeah. the sweet woman a who got, bit. like, a couple of audio equipment things stolen out of her car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but so now now we're, we're now we're back on track. Uh, thanks for all the, the positive messages, and thanks for all the um, uh, uh, the help on the Patreon, which is, is growing day by day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's hear the first one. Hey, Amanda, and hopefully Matt. Uh, this is Josh from Portland. And was wanted to call because I, uh, I'm having kind of a hard time getting over my last relationship. Um, we were engaged, and then kind of without warning, she broke it off, and we weren't really fighting or anything. We were, I felt like we were happy, and then she just kind of decided that she didn't want to be engaged anymore. Um, anyway, I'm just having kind of a hard time getting over it. I keep thinking about it, and uh, it's been about a year now, and I'm just looking for some advice and how to how to move on. When it seemed like I'm just trying to reconcile. Uh, You know, like how how it felt like she was the right person for me, and then it turned out that she wasn't, and kind of how to um, 
how to move on and how to <sighs> Ugh, I feel for him. Yeah, brutal. Like how That's it. Yeah. You just trailed off. Yeah. Oh, Josh. Josh. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It, there's nothing worse. I've absolutely been there. It's one of those things I wish it was just like drink a bunch of orange juice or um uh calisthenics is the answer or whatever, but it's it's just time, man. That's all it is. It's just fucking time. There's no getting around it. Um and I remember the times that I've been dumped and or a relationship hasn't worked out and you just feel so, not only so fucking alone, you feel worse than alone because you feel this connection to this person and they don't have the same feeling for you. God damn it. It's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, uh, and, and it's a living hell. It's 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 worse than being it's worse than the worst kind of being alone, mm. and it, to me because being very alone and feeling very alone is very awful. But when you realize this person has gone cold to you and you're still warm to them, oh my fucking god! You're like, but what about this? This was our thing. We we made a deal. We promised. But hearts change, and uh, you know, obviously the important thing is. It's, to realize it's not your fault, it's nothing you did, you know, unless you stopped washing your balls or whatever or just wore clown shoes around the house all the time. I'm trying to add I things. Mean, yeah, but, you know, she should have embraced it. Like, that's him. He mm-hmm. likes to, you know, that's wear true. clown shoes. It's his thing. And have smelly thing. balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's all, all you can do is just wait, man, and just, it, it's, it's, it sucks, but this is the only time in your life, one of the only times where you're, uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, your, your, your sense of self and your sense of pride have to take uh, uh, prominence right now. You, mm. you have to establish you and you have to believe in you. And, you know, I always try to draw, draw my own dipshittery for the show, hence the show name. Um, I broke up with my now wife and uh, the, 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 the second time, it was a time where we, we looked like we were very solid, and I panicked, and I broke it off, and we were broke up for like eight months. Over that eight months, we both uh, were dating other people, and she was really like, you know what? I don't fucking need him. Uh, I'm going to make the best me that, that yeah. there is. And, and I was just in, in stasis because I felt so much guilt, because I felt so much uncertainty. Um, but she had this platform because she didn't have a choice. She, you know, when one of the hardest things you can do is break up with somebody because you're like, fuck, did I fuck up? Did I get, but if you're dumped, you're just dumped. You didn't make that call. So now is your chance to just go ahead and be hurt, but use this as an opportunity to, to make, make a, make a, the best, sounds so fucking corny, but (laughs) the best you that you can be. Because because you got dumped and then and and then that's it and and you're it's look and it sucks man it's been a year you obviously sound very fucking hurt um and I but I, I can't imagine I've never been to the point where I'm like we're engaged hey what the fuck mm. that's awful man um 
but you you, you just got to give it time and also distract yourself. Try to try to get involved in activities and things and 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 face painting, fate, whatever it is with the clown shoes. Clown to add and uh, and do wash your balls. Yeah, um, do that though. But yeah, I think it's just I think it's just time, dude. Yeah, time and time and 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 working on yourself. Go to therapy. Barf out all your feelings. Yep. That's there's. Yep. I wish there was a magic potion, and and. And don't don't drink it all away. No. I'm sure you've already tried that, but all that does is magnify it. There is nothing worse than being hungover and heartsick. Holy shit! Hungover and heartsick. You don't have any. I should write that down. Oh my god! You don't have your hungover and heartsick. That's, that's the new. We're we're writing a country album. So we that's, are, can we write that's a country time. album, please? That's amazing. Sick. <laughs> we're gonna be one of those people that are like uh, partners on a show that they do too much. Everyone's like, we're really fucking sick of you. <laughs> Like I was, I was thinking about that. Who's that guy who like got busted for? He had like a. It was like a. Uh, what was it? He had a bunch of kids, and he was always making like videos. He was obviously trying to make viral, and he got busted for saying his kid was lost. Remember, it was like all the all the news. No, it was like really? it was, his kid was like in a blimp or something like that. Not a blimp, but what the fuck was it? People know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh! But I it was oh. he's just this guy that just kept showing up and showing up, and you're like, oh, you just want to be fucking famous. Ugh, like gosh. you just want to get rich Gross. off that shit. Yeah. If we if we put out an album called Hungover and Heartsick, it'd be like, um, you guys are doing too much and need to stop. You know? Um, are we good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. good. Uh, you know, it's it's just I you know I messed with the new equipment sure. earlier, but like I'm still like oh new equipment. Oh yeah, I'm just like, are we still recording? You know, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. just checking in. <laughs> so yeah, it, you're, you get all fucked up, and you get, and then the next day you're hungover. It's like all your vitamins are gone, and then you have no defenses against feeling so low. It's just it that I mean that is really why we run to substances yeah. for so so often when we're sad because this will all make me feel good for a while, but you're taking a loan out. And when you pay that loan back, oh. you're just like, that's Eric Bogosian said that. He said, any, um, any time you, uh, you use a substance, whatever it is, it's a psychic loan where, you know, it's like booze, you're going to feel like shit later. Uh, you know, acid, you're going to feel some enlightenment, but later you're going to be a little, you know, yeah, you like this. It's always on some level. Totally. So just, you just don't want to take out too much of that loan. It's like when people take, you're like real stepped on MDMA and you're using too much of your endorphins. And then the next day you don't have any of the chemical that your body and like creates but, to make you feel okay. Right. Oh my God. Right. Like people who've done a bunch of Molly the next day, they, it's like, they want, they like want hugs from the Arby's manager when they go in there. You know, like there's like, please someone Just validate me. me. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? I, I remember learning about that a little bit because I was dating this guy who had depression and he like really wanted to try Molly. Oh. And then everybody was like, for how bad your depression is, you yeah. sh- that's actually a thing you shouldn't do. Well, it, it, because that recovery is so gnarly. Uh, they've been, they've been people that say you, if you like microdose Molly, it could be like a good thing, but it's just, I mean, I would do it under the care of a physician or something like, just don't be that person. It's like, you know, I think I know Molly. my chemical makeup. I'll just think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hang in there, Josh. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you, but that's, that's, that's rough. Just, just be like, hey, this. Just say, hey, this fucking sucks. Say that out loud as yes. many times as it takes in the privacy of your own home. But give yourself treats and and understand that you have the freedom of doing whatever the fuck you want because there's no uncertainty on your half. And and don't feel any rush to date. Yeah. Feel there's no rush. You're not getting yeah. too old. Mm-hmm. You're not losing out no. on your chances or your opportunity. Nope. And oh fuck, last thing, I was I've been using this one a lot. 
I flew to Portland, Josh, to shoot a thing uh, a couple weeks ago, and we were going to shoot all over the town, and uh, a, a snowstorm hit, a freak snowstorm. Not freak. We kind of knew it was coming, but uh, my my producer, the moment I landed, was like, uh, do you, I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to call this whole thing off. The PAs don't want to drive anywhere. All the venues are closing. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. And so it sucked, but I'll always have the comfort of knowing I had no fucking choice. Yes. I had no choice. And you have that comfort, Josh. You had no choice. You have to go with her wishes. That's the rules. And that's how it should be. And I'm sure you wouldn't have it any other way. But she did not want to be with you anymore. As much as that sucks, you can move on and you have that permission to just let it go, man, and work on letting it go. She might, the rest of her life, have that uncertainty, should I have stayed with Josh? You know, I, for your sake, I don't, I don't uh, uh, hope so because that would be weird. And I don't want to give you false hope. Please do not give yourself false hope. Yeah. Um, but you have that freedom of knowing I got fucking dumped. Holy shit. I got I got a great joke out of getting dumped when I was in Chicago where because my I always love this. My, my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, you know, I dumped her and then we got back together. I was like, you know, get back together with me. What have I done? But to be honest, I was more in love with what we were than what we 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 had been. I should yeah. you know, oh, you miss yeah. the past. Oh, yeah. Happens a lot when you're younger. But like I I was like we got back together with her and I could tell she was just fucking not she was not not with me when she was with me. And so me, her, and my friend who was dating her sister uh, went into this restaurant or a wine bar, excuse me. And I was like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm like, you don't want to be with me anymore, do you? And she was like, I'm so sorry. I just don't. And I like, I, I, I hugged her and I, and I, and I was like, I was like, I love you with all my heart. And I walked out. And it was just, just kind of a shitty thing to say to someone when they dump you. Yeah. But I walked out and I, you know, in weeks to come, getting over it, I had, I had bits about like how much, how masculating it was as a man at the time in Chicago to be dumped in a wine bar. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck. At least pick a dive bar or something that makes me feel like a man. You know, that, I mean, it's, it's kind of a stupid, it, well, it is a dumb joke, but it was like, I remember saying that on stage because that, that was back when a wine bar was like a newer thing and not a thing that you know most men would go to uh -huh, so uh -huh. but I, it was like but I had that freedom where I didn't have any choice all I could do is just clap clap change dealers and I'm gone so you have that Josh I like that move on to whatever your next stage is yeah, and, yeah. but it'll take time fuck yeah well it'll take time uh, my husband just I mean like that marriage ended abruptly so I, I just have been there and a year later still was still hurting two years started getting into two years later and that's when I finally really started feeling better. Oh, good. But I did, I, I did the hard way. I didn't indulge. I mean, it's not like I never drank or anything, but I didn't like, I barely drank and I barely drank on purpose because I didn't want to fall into that being a crutch. Right. So smart. Uh, so yeah. So Josh, like we hear your pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, shoot, absolutely. buddy. Like, but man. Yeah. Time. All right. Hang All right. in there, man. I loved it. I yeah. Loved it. That was good. Uh, what was, what was it? Hungover and, and that was so good. Uh, yeah. Hungover and, and heart, heart sick. Hungover, hungover, hungover and heart sick. Here you go. <laughs> hey, Matt. My name's Matt. Big fan. What's your stand up and living the podcast? 
This is my second attempt. I screwed up the first. Uh, I already messed up your one, your two rules. Um, long story short, 2018 has really sucked. Aside from the low-level anxiety caused by the politics of the world, right. yeah. um, it started with the death of my grandmother-in-law and followed shortly thereafter by the death of my own grandmother, both of whom were really featured big in my life and were really important. Um, then a bunch of health issues with my pets, which was a lot of money, and some government tax issues, which is a lot of money. Wow. And then um, I also found out that uh, some family have cancer and they're struggling. And then shortly before Christmas this year, I found out my stepdad has pretty bad cancer and is in the midst of chemo and radiation and um and there's all sorts of family drama with creepy family and bugging other family and and my my he's struggling and my mom's struggling to and it's just really shit um over the last year i'm trying to just do stuff um i love comedy so i started taking improv and i started going out to shows and and talking to people in the comedy world um never gonna be a professional but I just love doing and I that it just feels like it's not helping. Um mm. that I'm going to therapy, it's not helping either. It just feels like everything I do is just pissing away energy into a void that's just not amounting to anything. Um so I don't know. Uh just I'd love to hear your thoughts on what I could maybe do to try to Make a clean start in 2019 to turn this thing around. I can't change people's health, but I can at least change my perspective. And advice on how to do that would be great. Thanks. Bye. Right on, Matt. Uh, you, the first thing that jumped out was you talking about the what's going on in the world. That's something that I get mired in a lot where I'm like, oh, my God, my problems are fucking with me so much. But yet the world's on fire and all this shit. I mean, every time I listen to like the daily, the New York times podcast more often than not, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I was walking to boxing class yesterday and I was listening to this thing about Chinese surveillance, surveillance of the, this, this group of people called the Uyghurs, which I'd never even heard of, which honestly sounded too much like Uyghurs from comfort for me, but it's spelled like you, why they're, they're basically like, uh, um, these, this, this, Muslim uh, group of people that live way, way um, east in kind of the desert, and like they're just setting up these overbearingly level, high levels of surveillance on them, where it's almost like, oh, we can't even live if you just have like a camera in your face all the time. Oh, and yeah, shit. you know, just it's, it's not brutal. a good reality. Yeah, show. and I'm just like, but it's at the same time as much. Yes, it's at the same time. It's like, I, I, that's not something I have any control over. You know, I can definitely write my congressperson, or you know call or whatever so the important thing matt is for you to just focus on the problems you have work to correct those and in in a sense you kind of that'll help other things if we all kind of work on our own problems and just don't ignore them and understand give them validity don't go my problems don't amount to a hill of beans compared to that shit even though that's pretty much true you have to you have to maintain a positive um uh outlook within and without so you i think your biggest problem is Improv's not helping. Therapy's not helping. Why aren't they helping? 
Maybe you're not giving yourself enough credit. Maybe you're not giving yourself enough space. Maybe you're not going, looking in the mirror going, you know what, Matt? I like you and I think you're a good guy and deep down you want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Even though you you yes and wrong in class and you're always pulling a fake gun, which is a big no-no and it fucks up the whole scene. Uh, I love Pulp Fiction so much. I keep pulling a fake gun. Whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, Reach into the bag. You yeah, see the wallet. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I think it's I think you're not treating it for what it is, which is maybe which is fun, where you're not maybe not letting yourself have have fun. I went to yoga class today, and I felt my mind constantly going to shit I'm dealing with or stuff that like reminded me of things that make me sad or make me uh, feel uncomfortable. And it was one of those things where it doesn't matter that your mind goes there. Just tell yourself it's okay that that it does, but understand it's just the thought, and you're not doing anything to help those things by thinking about it. So just give yourself, it's like fucking, what about Bob? Give yourself a vacation from your problems when you're going to improv or where you're going to therapy. That's what those things are where you're just like, well, you're working on yourself. Give yourself credit. Give yourself a pat on the back and go, hey, 2019 is the year. Matt stops driving himself crazy about shit he cannot fucking control. It's like the, the prayer, you know, Lord, uh, prayer of serenity, I think. Uh, Lord, let me... Uh, change the things I can and, and accept the things I can't change and the mm. wisdom to know the difference. It's just wi know the difference. Just know the difference. Know the things that you're not helping when you're worrying about. Worrying doesn't do shit. So, you know, you're, as long as you're there for those family members, I, I, I swear to God, I, 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 dimes to donuts, your father-in-law is dealing with chemo. It's, it's brutal, but no part of him is going, is my son-in-law, Matt, really worried enough? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. he worrying enough? Ooh, yeah. You know, he, he couldn't give a shit. He wants he wants you to have a good time, and that and that's one of the things that has carried me through the the deaths of of friends when I've had them. Was like, what would they want? Yeah. Would they want me to be fucking sad all the time and shit? And like, I by the way, I want that for my friends listening. You better have a horrible life when I'm gone because yeah. fuck that. No one has fun without me. Man. Turn it off. Turn off Man. the podcast. podcast done. Man, what am I gonna do with my life without this podcast? Yeah. So it's just stop, 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 stop putting all those problems on your shoulders, man. Because you're you you seem like a, a good-hearted guy, and I mean it's always a good-hearted people that get get stepped on and and by often by themselves. So kind of give give yourself a break. Give yourself some some space and. And understand, there's nothing wrong with you not having not with that stuff not working. You're always gonna have anxiety. And my 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 therapist is not letting me off the hook because I deal with anxiety every day. But he's always like, "Well, how are you working to to help yourself with your anxiety? You know, how what are you doing to counteract it?" And I'm like, kind of just hoping it goes away. Like that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work. Fuck stick. Sorry. So. I I really yeah I, I think that's a great point to the fact of like you're doing all of these things so just like enjoy it like that was a great point Matt I think um Thanks. I think especially when it comes to therapy uh like just from my personal experience like a like the right therapist to fit you is one thing mm -hmm. but then you even being ready is literally the other side of the coin and so just like let yourself be ready and be a part of the process like sometimes the process feels pretty cheesy like I was talking to my best friend Leah about this because my therapist uses her 
as an example a lot. So okay. she'll be like, what would Leah say huh. is your biggest strength? What would Leah say is your biggest weakness? Or my therapist will be like, uh, what are the value? What is the things about Leah you value the most in a friend? And then I, and I know what she's doing <laughs> is removing me from it. So I'm more open and I have less pressure and I know that and it's cheesy. But if I play along with the process, it really does give me the answers I want. Right. So part of it is just being prepared to do that. And and then I want to bring up too, because to come end of 2018, I was in a huge depression. And then we did that episode with the thing you know. Who was your buddy oh, yeah. who tattooed that on him? TJ Jagodowski. I just want to bring that up again because... Like, fuck, that really helped me out, Matt. Like, I wrote you know on my hand. Uh I wrote it on my bathroom uh, mirror. I wrote it, like, on this post-it note that I had in my car for a while. Like, because you do, right? Like, you know if you're self-sabotaging. You know if this is the right thing or not. You know if you're going overboard. You know that right after chemo, your uncle probably really wants to see you, but in, like, a happy, uplifting, optimistic side. He doesn't want to see you in, like, the rock rocking chair of worry right where you're moving so much but you're going nowhere you know like you know that like you do like just be just like be honest with yourself on it man matt that helped me out so much and so i hope that helps this matt out like i really like that was a good one thanks yeah Yeah. so give yourself some credit matt and give yourself some space yeah and i think improv classes are dope from us dipshits yeah and and it's it's awesome that you're not trying to be a professional maybe your mind will change someday but like People mistake improv classes for 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 the wrong thing, in in that they think it's like, well, I'm not, you know, I, I shouldn't do that unless I'm trying to get on Saturday Night Live or or like, you know, it's just like, no, those things teach you how to adapt to human interaction and be better at business, and you can you can apply those principles to just to stay loose, like it's it's almost like stretching, like how you do, but for your brain. Mm-hmm. I have friends that teach like. Uh, uh, improv classes for corporations and for for uh, oh yeah Buzzfeed, for groups. Buzzfeed gives it out as like as like uh, bonuses and stuff. Like I have a couple. Like I have cool. a friend at Buzzfeed who just like won a series of improv classes because it helps just with yeah oh, right. It's just like, it's just cooperation. Oh Barry. Oh have you are you watching Barry? Yeah. Oh my gosh, where he's like using the acting classes as like therapy to like uh-huh. get him through his like psychopic. That, that like, yeah, that's murderous just, tendency. That show is great. It's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. Using acting classes as such a uh-huh. uh, like the concept is like oh yeah of course, but like man that show is so solid. Well, He's like learning how to feel and yeah. like oh man. Well, it's funny. That's why performing arts are important in schools mm. because if you only learn math and you only learn science and it's just we only well well how's that gonna apply to my job? It's like. All this shit applies to your growth as a human being. And if you put people in acting classes who are terrified of being in front of people, those are the best people to be there. Totally. Because totally. then they go, oh, I can apply these principles. I do have strengths I didn't know I had. This is cool. I feel a little more comfortable around people. And and you and it's exciting. And it's you want so people you want people to go to school being excited about at least something. Mm-hmm. I used to go to school and be like, I fucking hate math so much. But I always had other classes that were like, oh, but I like this class. You know, it can't all be. I mean, even if you love science and math, science and math are awesome and exciting. Necessary, yeah. But we have to give as much uh, uh, weight to the stuff that you think shouldn't have the weight, like you know, like playing an instrument or singing or acting or mm-hmm. you know, painting things like that, just to kind of just. Oh. 
yeah, Bob Ross and happy accidents. Mix, mix it I up. I wouldn't be surprised if because of the tension in the current political climate, that's why Bob Ross is making a surgence, like oh. a resurgence, because everybody yeah. just like, gosh, it's just like black, white, cruel, bad, not good enough. Like I'm trying so hard. I'm not breaking through. And then Bob Ross comes in with like happy accidents totally. and, and, and his and, little bees and his trees and his, and everybody's like, there is no, you don't do ever do anything wrong. Let's just be. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah, I saw. He's so trendy now. Oh well, and, and one thing I realized is why I read a whole thing about why like Friends is so popular. It's because none of them are pulling phones out. None of them are uh, really? fucking with laptops. And it's kind of this. I feel like uh, uh, younger people are in their in their teens and twenties are like looking at it and looking at a bygone era where it's like they would all just meet at this coffee shop, them and all their friends, and would just hang out. And then would go through these foibles and would have flaws. Foibles, but were, were Matt. very funny. That's an old word. Love it. But 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 it's just it's escapism. Just like Bob mm-hmm. Ross is like he. I just want to see this guy paint a pretty picture. That's all I want. And I want to do it. I don't want to be distracted. Wanna, yeah, totally. Yeah, let mm-hmm. me, yeah, yeah. That's so great. Cool. So okay, I love that. should we do another one or? Uh, oh no! I guess I could. Yeah, I mean we can, but up to you. Probably no, should wrap. Let's. Yeah. Okay. No, I think we'll get a second one in. So let's just do this one. Okay. Just so what time I have to leave. Okay, great. So we'll just keep on with this yeah, one. Let's keep on with it. Okay, great. Okay, cool. All right, next caller. <laughs> hey, Matt. My name is Gil from Portland, Oregon, and so I'm Oregon's. calling about uh, well, some advice. I have found myself getting really sick of rich people, rich, wealthy people that, uh, you know, just kind of escape, um, you know, laws and they get by with, with doing really shitty things to, to good people. And aside from just pulling just average or just, just, you know, every rich person out of their car and beating them to a pulp. That's a good way to go about kind of, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just having, geez, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Maybe I should have thought of this before I called. <laughs> no, but, it's fine. you know, I think my problem is, is, you know, like the people that are, you know, that run the country now, um, that can pretty much buy their way out of laws. And, um, you know, that, that, that don't have any... Um, shame. I find myself getting upset with don't people's lack of um, consideration for geez, other human beings. Yeah. And it really pisses me off. Yeah. And what's a good way to go about uh, dealing with that? Thanks, Lab. Thanks a lot, Matt. I enjoy your comedy, and uh, yeah, I love the podcast. And uh, thanks. Bye. Thank you, Gil. Um, a lot of people from Portland. This one, um, uh, dude, I get driven insane by the same shit. I think what it is now, because these people are so fucking flagrant, and at uh. least the people in office, they're basically stealing from us and using being in the White House uh, as as a you know, uh, I won't even say get out of jail free, but just like as an excuse to print their own money in a sense. Uh, and, 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 and having this air of, well, I deserve this. Um, 
I come from a place of if you're insanely wealthy, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be like, uh, unless you're a rapper who came from humble beginnings, maybe you shouldn't be like, fuck yeah, look at all this money I have, I'm the best. Um, that's always been kind of a distasteful thing for me, like fucking Munchen holding up that sheet of money with his dipshit fucking wannabe actress wife. Um, people like that, it's just, I think where you're coming from, Gil, is it's now it's just flagrant and they have no shame about the fact that, look, there's only so much money in the world. There's only so much wealth in the world. There's only so much resources in the world. Right now, when we talk about the 1%, these people have all of it. And that's just not fucking right, no matter how you look at it. Uh, and and that's why I get I get I get personally shook over the fact that in my industry you have about now five companies that run all the entertainment. Ugh. That scares the shit out of me right now. Where there's a writer's uh, strike where writers are firing their agents, and I think that's not a terrible step. But I think the next step is to break up these fucking companies so they don't they're not the only ones who 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 can just hold all the fucking leverage and be like, well, you know, we're only going to hire you for a day on this show and blah, blah, blah. And, and so it's just, it's all it comes down to is movie stars and people that own everything. That said, that's just a microcosm of one thing I'm frustrated with. Uh, in the grand scheme, I'm, I'm sick of people who are behind the scenes looting the world. There was a guy who was uh, wrote a book called Moneyland that was on, I believe, Fresh Air with uh, Terry Gross, and he was talking about how um, there are these people who basically launder money and they buy up all this real estate, and so you have all these areas in London and New York and Los Angeles that are giant buildings that are fucking empty because these guys are just hiding money in the in the wealth of property value. They just put it all there because you can buy any if you have the cash, you can buy any building. You don't, they don't really go well. Where'd you get your cash? Like they would if yeah. you if you put it on a uh, bank account. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's it's gross, man. That's what it is, Gil. It's fucking gross. It's gross when uh, these people are using uh, loopholes and um, uh, this era of everything being deregulated, where we don't have checks and balances, um, to basically loot the world. And when you have people starving everywhere as a direct result of climate change, which is caused by dun -dun -dun -dun, corporate greed, uh, in in great part. There you go. So it's frustrated. But this basically goes back to what I said to that person before, which is control the shit you have control over. Definitely um, uh, 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 stage protests and work with the, you know, the people who, who can pass legislation to stop these kinds of people. But, you know, vote with your dollar. Stay away from uh, yeah. uh, some of these companies that you have a problem with and and uh, and just be be open with those feelings, man. I think... One of their biggest weapons, people that are, let's say, say like, like oligarchs and people that are pulling the strings behind the scenes, is obfuscation, is confusion. And it comes through in your call where you're like, I don't even know how to put my fucking finger on it. The thing that our president does is he keeps barfing out outrageous shit to the point where you can't even remember the last bullshit he said. He will not get out of our minds. He will not get out of our fucking, and uh, our, 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 our view view shield or viewpoint where it's 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 just like we're confusing this insanity with the, we're calling it the new normal and it's not normal
So the more people it's like not, yourself keep saying it's, it's not, not normal, the better. It's not normal. Our right. president would have been arrested for obstruction of justice had he not been the president. Oh, without a doubt. I, no, no, no. That literally was like a formal announcement that just came out. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it's amazing. Ew, it's like, amazing. Above the law. So. Oh man. I, it, yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead. No, no, no. I just like, I just like, cause shit, right? Like, yeah. and I, you know, getting into politics and stuff, like I'll talk about it all day, but getting active, you know, is always like another thing that makes you so nervous. Oh yeah. But I... Like, I've started to, okay, I hate to, like, bring up Nine Inch Nails. Like, I I don't. But, like, art as resistance <laughs> is, like, a thing I'm doing now. Cool. Because that was, like, a motto that they had for one of their things. Okay. Know. Anyways, so so I found this artist called, um, this is going to sound so fucking pretentious and ridiculous. But, Please. Uh, bottom of the Pyramid, which is, like, really angsty art as resistance shit. And, like, I have ordered a lot of stickers and have been doing things with them. Oh, that's cool. You know, like... But that's an example like, of you you using your strengths. I mean, I... So, right, because, I, like, I just, I, I just needed to do something. And yeah. sure, like, I wanted a level of anonymity. And so, sure, with that, I'm kind of, like, pulling from another artist. But, like, part of the reason why this artist makes that, this stuff, and makes these stickers is, like, for you to, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it out there. Dude, I, and like, so I feel like, like it's been a bit therapeutic for me. Like as I get more frustrated, you know, like I may or may not do things like go to New York and like put a tons of these stickers around a courtyard by Trump Tower. I may or may not have done that. <laughs> I don't know. But like, I like, I like, but like even the thought of doing that is like a little relieving to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and relieving is the point because right now we're in a state of, 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 um uh uh administratively induced anxiety. We Ugh. have we have anxiety that is coming down from on high and they know they're fucking doing it because they can manipulate us when we are when we are oh my god, it's amazing. I just did I just did a a meditation yesterday, a led group, and they said the 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 leader that they one of the one of the mantras was help me to understand suffering and confusion. And, and it was like, because it's like, you have to, you have to understand suffering and confusion in yourself and people who are in power, who want to keep everything and not only keep everything, they want you to go, you should have everything. They want you to just go, ah, fuck it. You have everything. They want to keep us suffering and confused because if we're suffering and confused, we only have time to barely deal with our own shit. Mm. So just break those chains, Gil, understand the fact that you're, you're even saying it out loud. I'm calling in and going, fuck this, fuck them. Yeah. That's something right there. You can take it from there too, but give yourself credit for taking that step and going, wait, hold on, man. Why am I so fucking angry all the time? And definitely do not pull someone out of a, of a, of a luxury vehicle and beat them senseless. That's not helping. That's one thing, not to throw Portland under a bus, but the, the anarchists of Portland, it, it just drives me crazy because we all want to fight back. We all want to... Uh, uh, have an immediate effect. We want life to be Star Wars. If we mm. blow up the Death Star, we win. Mm -hmm. But every time, every time there's like a, a a demonstration along the lines of what we're talking about, there'll be people that'll be like, "Ooh, look, a luxury vehicle," and they'll kick in all the fucking windows and shit. And yeah. you're just like, "Dude, f yeah, okay, you just fucked up some rich person's car." But what happens when that person walks out of a store and they got their kid with them, and the kid sees that, and the kid is afraid that they're yeah. going to get attacked? It's like violence solves nothing. Mm -hmm. it, it's 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 fucking stupid, and it, in the long run, it's all it does is hurt us. So 
dude, Gil, not that I'm saying you were thinking of doing that, but I kind of just got on my, whore, on my on my soapbox for a second about one of the things that drives me crazy about my hometown, how it'll just be like, you know, people that didn't even vote when Trump won set a bunch of shit on fire. Like, oh, good job. That'll turn the tides. Yeah. Vote. You know. Vote. Rock, rock the vote. Rock the, it, isn't that the, oh, rock, the trendy rock, little, what was it? Rock, yeah. Rock the vote. Rock the that vote. was on like MTV. Yes. Yeah. So hope that helped, Gil. Uh, take deep breaths. Uh, make sure <laughs> make sure to have uh, happiness in your life and understand that there are people um, who you can definitely help who are yeah, actively I- working against mm-hmm. these assholes. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Do it. So, All yeah. Right. Well, awesome episode. Bro. That was an awesome episode. Oh, I feel like I, <laughs> I barfed out a lot. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, give them the number. Oh, yes. 323-763-0228. Cool. And um, thank you guys for all the, the Patreon love uh, and, and for helping to get us this fine equipment and uh, helping us to roll it yeah. along. And uh, tell your friends about us. Give us a nice high rating. And, and um, be sure to, to tweet out shit you liked about this show or write on Instagram stuff. Uh, I'm always happy when people write me on, on Facebook or Instagram about something that they really, they really dug or something that, that, that bugged you about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm down for constructive yeah, criticism. Email. Don't yeah. be an asshole, but you know, oh, but, yeah. uh, um, and, and keep calling and, and, and keep listening and, um, uh, don't, don't let, the, don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Like the, the Eagles said on that <laughs> kind of annoying song. All right. <laughs> Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt from.